David Shoebridge uh, joins us each and every Monday. Good morning to you, David. Yeah, morning, Marcus. How are things? Uh, it's all over the shop this morning, but we're getting there. Um, Good. Yeah, it's just the way it is sometimes. Speaking of all over the shop, we've had another resignation in the past 24 hours. Uh, obviously, Jodie McKay has decided that she no longer wants to represent the good folk of Strathfield, so she's announced her uh, uh, resignation. That makes five so far um, very expensive by-elections in New South Wales. Uh, I don't know, should we just call a, a general state election and get the whole thing over and done with? Well, you know, we've got five coming up in... Uh, we're not quite sure exactly when they'll be. Some people say they'll be towards the end of this year. Some people say they'll be in February. But it's a million dollars a pop every time a lower house MP decides to resign because you have a by-election. You, you know, that's a, a million-dollar decision. And I think I think politicians should have a pretty bloody good reason um, to um, to require a, a million dollars of public money to be spent on a, on a lower house by-election. Um so, you know, I think, um, I think Jodie McKay has been genuine in her politics. I, 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 you know, she's a Labor Party politician. I'm a Greens politician. I've seen Jodie try and confront the Labor machine and try and do politics a bit differently. That was pretty tough for her. Um, in the end, you know, she was pushed out of the leadership position. But, mm. you know, I think people in, in her electorate would have preferred she stick it around for another stick around for another twelve months. I mean, you get paid pretty well to be an MP. Yeah, stick it around for another twelve months and uh, let them just have one election because you know there's a million good reasons not to do what she's done. Well, that's true. Uh, there'll be five of them. Uh, now, today, a big day for the Independent Commission Against Corruption, of course. Uh, the first witness will be a former Premier in Mike Baird. How can you see all of this playing out? Of course, we won't hear from Gladys for at least a week. Yeah, well, this week's all going to be about this $5.5 million that was given to build a conference centre in a gun club on the outskirts of Wagga Wagga. And, you know, um, $5.5 million of public money, that's $5.5 million that didn't go to a public school. That's $5.5 million that didn't go to help people survive in the uh, pandemic. You know, lots of people didn't even have enough money. It's $5.5 million that, that didn't go to help vaccinate Aboriginal people in, in regional New South Wales. There's an opportunity cost, and it went instead to build a conference centre at a gun club on the outskirts of Wagga Wagga that was being pushed by Daryl Maguire, constantly pushed by Daryl Maguire. Now, um, and, and, and also, the, let's not forget that when the initial business case was done of that, there was an assessment of it, an independent assessment of whether or not that was a sensible thing to do with $5.5 million of public money. And then that business case was done after the in-principle decision was made to fund it, um, um, by, the, by, by, by the state government. That business yeah. case said it was a stinker, said that well, for every right. dollar you sink into it, you get less than a dollar back. And, you know, it doesn't make any... I mean, does that surprise anyone that that's not the best spot to build a conference centre? The gun club was saying it was going to bring all these international visitors to it and it was going to bring all these interstate visitors. And mm. when they had a look at it, Nicole Lutter Day said, actually, no, you're not going to get a bunch of international visitors going to a conference centre on the outskirts of Walker in a gun club. And no, you're not. That, you know, but it was always about the politics. And then it, it got, you know, reviewed. Um, it went through pretty much every government department, went up to the, the Premier's office and back again. Yeah. Magically, it passed the uh, a revised business case study and the money rolls in. And that's what we're looking at. Absolutely. And we should be. Just like we should look at things like softer 
corruption, if you like. And there's a call even from Michael Yabsley, the former State Minister, Treasurer of the New South Wales Liberals and Treasurer of the Federal Party, to stop the so-called soft corruption caused by often secret corporate donations to political parties at the federal level. Uh, Federal political parties reported combined annual income of $168.1 million in the most recent disclosures from the Australian Electoral Commission, but $49.5 million of this was unexplained and labelled, quote, dark money. What? Yeah, well, um, over the last 20 years, a billion dollars, one billion dollars in secret donations has been given to federally registered political parties. One billion dollars. And the reason is, the disclosure thresholds, before you have to tell anybody that you're trying to buy a politician, you have to give more than $14,500 in a single donation um, before you have to, before any political party has to disclose that they've received the money from a corporate donor or yeah. a high-wealth individual. And, and what's worse than that is that all of the political parties have, um, have, have separate registered parties for each state. So there's the federally registered um, uh, New South Wales division of the Liberal Party, the federally registered Queensland division, the federally registered you know, WA division, and then they've got an overall federally registered division. So a corporate donor, donor can give $14,500 to every one of those um, and not have to disclose the fact that they've actually given more than 100 grand um, in any given year yeah. to, to a political party. And, uh, you know, that, that's just legalised corruption. I think in the last disclosure period, uh, the fossil fuel um, and, and mining um, sector gave about 150, a bit over $150 million to political parties. Um, the, the, the property sector, property developers, gave over $50 million to political parties. You know, that's, that can buy a lot of favours. It can buy a lot can. of legislation. It buys a lot of grants. It yep. buys a lot of favours. And it's, it's nothing other than, as Michael he absolutely calls it. He calls it soft corruption. I just call it downright plain corruption. I mean, it's, it's buying politics. One quick thing before I let you go. Uh, the nationals at a federal level are divided. Uh, just explain to my listeners, and uh, including Buffett that called me earlier, that wanted that called me a stooge for things like climate change and things like vaccinations and all this sort of stuff. Why do we need to take action on climate? Well, uh, the, the global consensus amongst 99% of the, the, the scientists who've looked at what's happening with climate change say unless we radically reduce the amount of carbon we're pumping into the air and, and for every, for every tonne of, co- of, of, of coal you, you burn, you get two and a half tonnes of carbon dioxide because when you burn it, the carbon combines with the oxygen. You get two and a half tonnes of carbon dioxide for every tonne of coal that you burn. Um, and, and, and what they're saying is, and, and they've, they've done the modelling. They've actually followed what's been happening in the last 20 years. We're getting major changes to our climate. Unless we sort it out, we're going to get temperature increases across the planet of above 2 degrees, above 3 degrees, above 4 degrees. That means our food systems will collapse. That means that we won't be able to grow enough food to feed, feed each other. That means the kind of wildfires that we've seen across Australia, across northern, North America, across Europe, are going to become annual events. That, that is going to make it impossible to keep our society together. Now, mm. if you don't call that a crisis, I don't know what you call it. Um, the, the National Party is, is fighting over having a target for 2050. Yep. All of the scientists are telling us, actually, do you know what? We've got to have targets for 2030. We've got to be radically reducing the amount of carbon we pump in the air by 2030. And, and the other reason to have 2030 targets 
is we can actually hold politicians to account for that. And, mm. and look, Marcus, yeah, that's deeply frightening. If we don't do anything, it's deeply frightening what's going to happen to our, our planet, what's going to happen to our society. But the good news is there's really exciting opportunities in dealing with this. We well, can clean right. up our air. Yes. We can, we, can, we can create brand new jobs. We can pump in so much renewable energy into the system that at different times, electricity will be free. It'll be free because it's been provided uh, through wind and solar um, and pumped hydro. Uh, there's amazing opportunities for this, and we can secure our kids' future. And, and that's what's at stake, and that is why it is so mind-numbingly stupid of the National Party to not even commit to a 2050 target. It's like they don't care about the future. Why don't they want to commit? Uh, is it because they're <laughs> so beholden to uh, to the coal lobby? Uh, you know, the line that we get fed day in, day out from people like Matt Canavan, smeary face coal head, is that, oh, well, you know, my constituents won't stand for it. They're all going to lose their jobs. And, you know, the area that I represent is, is you know, is, is built on mining and you're going to destroy our local economy. You're going to do this and you're going to do that. Well, well the coal industry is going to have a radical decline regardless because even if the National Party sitting there, wherever the hell they sit in Australia, decides that they want to have business as usual with coal, the rest of the world's getting out of it, right? So... Uh, if, if you care about the future of coal-dependent communities, we need to start investing in alternate um, um, technology now. We need to start investing in alternate jobs so that those communities have a future. Business as usual yeah. means they have no future. But also remember, the National Party gets rivers of cash from uh, from mining corporations. Of course they And do. from lobby groups from associated with coal. Yeah. And a lot of it's secret, but a lot of it's on the record. You know, it's something like $56 million from the mining and fossil fuel sector, went to um, uh, political parties, Labor Party, Liberal Party, National Party, mm. in just the last reporting period. I mean, if you, if you, if you want to know why someone's doing it, it's often a good idea to look at who's paying them. Fair enough. look at who pays the nets. All right, mate. Good to have you on as always. Thank you, David.